Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakali, and this is today's tech briefing. In this program, and my partner Herschel Mehta and I could not be more excited to uh, really invest in the next generation of founders in India and just really amazing businesses that are solving massive pain points for Indians. That's after these headlines. Coinswitch Kuber, a crypto exchange startup in India, has surged in privately held value to $1.91 billion after it raised $260 million in Series C funding from Mark US VC fund Andreessen Horowitz. The funding marks the first investment in an Indian startup for A16Z, as the VC firm is popularly known. Coinswitch claims 10 million users today for its smartphone-based crypto buying and selling app, which allows people to invest as little as 100 rupees at a time. India's first smartphone-based e-voting app has been developed by the southern state of Telangana. The app has been successfully tested and a dry run is on, with a dummy election in one district, India Today reports. The initiative was led by the Telangana State Election Commission, with help from the Emerging Technologies Wing of the Information Technology Department of the state and India's Centre for Development of Advanced Computing. A team of scientists from the Indian Institutes of Technology at Bhilai, Delhi and Mumbai also guided the technical development of the app, according to India Today. The MOM project, which offers a job board and other resources to help mothers re-enter the workforce, has raised an $80 million Series C round led by growth equity firm Leeds Illuminate, the Chicago startup said in a blog post yesterday. Other backers include 7GC, Initialized Capital, OCA Ventures, City High Alpha, Growtech Ventures, and Silicon Valley Bank, the business journals reported. Founded by CEO Alison Robinson in 2015, the Mom Project has built an online platform that helps connect women candidates to employers with open roles, focusing specifically on helping mothers who left the job market re-enter the workforce. Supported by celebrities including tennis star Serena Williams, the startup says it has worked with more than 500,000 mothers and 3,000 companies, including brands like Dropbox, Etsy, Nike, Facebook and Accenture. Herschel Mehta, who has played a quiet role in investing his family's money in several startups in the US, is less well-known in India than his cousin Sanjay Mehta, whose venture capital firm 100X VC has just taken in its fifth cohort of startups. However, last year, Herschel and fellow American Brendan Rogers, an entrepreneur and investor, teamed up to start 2AM VC to invest in young Indian founders. I caught up with them to learn more, and here's what I found. Okay, uh, Harshal, uh, Brendan, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making time for this. And uh, to get us started, uh, for folks uh, who may be less familiar with uh, 2AM VC, maybe uh, you could start by giving us uh, a snapshot history of uh, U.S. capital firm, and uh, we can take it from there. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so uh, thank you so much for having us on the podcast. Um, very excited to be a part of this. Um, but yeah, we are uh, 2AM VC. Uh, we're a U.S.-based fund that uh, invests in Indian Gen Z founders. And my partner, Herschel Mehta, and I could not be more excited to uh, really invest in the next generation of founders in India and just 
really amazing businesses that are solving massive pain points for Indians. Um, we're very excited to invest uh, in this new wave of, uh, of founders. And we think that this this era right now is is the golden era for India, and we cannot be more excited. Yeah. Uh, pleasure, Hari. Thank you for ha- including us on the podcast. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, as Brendan touched on, uh, Gen Z-centric fund. Uh, thesis re- revolves around the fact that I don't think it's been a better time in India to, to be a 21-year-old Indian engineer. Uh, the, the timing uh, is fantastic. The ecosystem is fantastic. The appetite for uh, investors is massive. Uh, you know, India's truly emerging as one of the strongest uh, startup players uh, in the subcontinent and uh, I mean, in the world. And when you have a massive young population that's technical by nature, uh, it's a perfect uh, recipe for, for something amazing to happen. So cannot be more excited to be part of the story. Excellent. Uh, tell us also a little bit about uh, how the two of you teamed up. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I started a business in Los Angeles called WAG, which became the largest pet service platform in the United States. And, uh, you know, through my journey with WAG, I started building up my local network in Los Angeles. And that's when Herschel and I connected on LinkedIn. Um, and I was very drawn to Herschel's background of being a very successful investor and also uh, being a founder. Um, so we we met and really, uh, you know, fell in love with his, his personality and the value that he provides founders. Um, you know, being a founder myself, one thing that I always looked for was having investors that um, I could really connect with and have just transparent conversations, no matter what time of the day it was. Um, and Herschel was uh, telling me more about his portfolio and, and more so his uh, family success in India. Um, specifically with his cousin, Sanjay Mehta, which is a exited uh, serial entrepreneur and founder now of 100x.vc, which I'm sure Herschel will go into more detail with his family. Um, but I, um, you know, that's how our relationship uh, began. Um, and then in parallel, uh, as a founder, I was uh, really starting to deepen my network of, uh, of other founders and getting some really good uh, deals for Herschel to potentially invest in. So we we co-invested on a uh, U.S. deal together uh, and just really developed a great relationship, sending deal flow back and forth to one another. And uh, I was fortunate that I was one of the people Herschel thought of uh, to include me in the first 100X VC uh, demo day in Mumbai. And uh, he invited me to India for the first time. And that's when our re- relationship really took off and flourished. And that's when I got to meet uh, Herschel and his family uh, in more detail. Uh, and that was kind of my entrance into the Indian ecosystem. But that's how our relationship began. Uh, uh, in terms of uh, 2M, we see uh, Herschel, I, I know a little bit about uh, how you've been investing in the U.S. Uh, for a while uh, alongside Sanjay. So uh, tell us a bit about uh, uh, 2AM, I mean, was 2AM an effort to formalize, uh, in some sense, uh, uh, those investments, uh, or uh, has it always been uh, via 2AM VC? Yeah, so j- just some uh, quick background on, on myself here and kind of uh, some more insights into Brendan and I's partnership. So 
you know, I, I started investing mostly here in the U.S. Uh, full time starting in uh, 2018. You know, I, I, I created a Meta Ventures Delaware LLC and on the family's behalf, um, you know, given Sanjay's knowledge and access, just started uh, investing quite heavily here. Uh, the United States startup ecosystem is, is still a uh, top dog globally. Uh, so, you know, really was a quick learning and, um, you know, seeing a lot of good founders and every once in a while, you know, Sanjay would throw me a, a bone from India saying, Hey, you know, this is a good company in India. You know, you should invest in this as well at the family fund. And, uh, that's when something clicked with me. Uh, it was pretty obvious that something special was happening in India, specifically with Sanjay. And yeah, when Sanjay launched hundred eggs, I went to India, um, you know, to help him with the first, uh, pitch day and, uh, spent, uh, you know, three, four weeks with all the founders and felt the energy felt that, you know, the, you know, just being surrounded by 20 young, you know, founder sets, it was uh, phenomenal. And you know, I had pinged Brendan. I said, you should come check this out. This is up your alley. And, uh, you know, Brendan being the intellectually curious, uh, you know, having a high level of intellectual curiosity, immediately bought a plane ticket, uh, didn't even have a visa to come to India. I had to tell him, you need to get a visa, go to the U.S. and uh, India embassy now, and then go take care of it. Sometimes processing could take time. <laughs> so he, he went, got the visa, came out and it was, it, it was, it was obvious on, on day one that something special was brewing. You, you could feel it. Right. And Brendan kept saying, I, I feel like this is Palo Alto back in, you know, 2014 when I moved there, it's a, or, uh, it feels like, you know, this is like a similar type of vibe. Uh, from that moment on, uh, Brendan deep dived into India. He, uh, he would send me and, you know, investments saying, Hey, you know, I spoke with this founder. What do you think about this investment in India? And, you know, some of them were, 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 were uninvestable, but there was a decent portion of them where, uh, it was, you know, he was getting great allocations and great companies. And I asked him, you know, how are you getting these? And, you know, he told me, look, as a founder, I can connect with these guys on a founder to founder level. And, you know, they enjoy, uh, hearing about my experiences. And, and that's when it clicked that me and Brendan, we should be working together because, you know, our family's expertise on the investment side and how to, you know, help founders understanding how to build a portfolio. And you couple that with, uh, an individual like Brendan that has experience, you know, raising immense amounts of capital and starting a, a great company that's, you know, that's, uh, you know, now a powerhouse here in the U S. Uh, th this is a good match. And so we spent time, uh, working together. We started co-investing together. Um, and you know, but anytime you have a partnership that's forming, uh, you know, trust and comfort is critical and, and that takes time. And so we, we spent a year kind of building things out and really, really just becoming very close friends. Um, once we felt like we had a thesis around India, specifically around Gen Z India. Uh, that's when we decided to take the plunge. And, um, you know, this is my first step kind of outside of the family realm. Um, and, you know, when I brought it to some of our friends saying, Hey, look, we're thinking about doing this fund. Uh, it was a no brainer for most people. Uh, anybody that's investing in startups, uh, seriously will want to look to India as a potential hotspot. And given the access and our ability to really go all in and go full time on this, um, it, it was appealing. And so, um, just moved very quickly. Uh, we started deploying, 
heavily uh end of april may uh you know once everything was formalized and the the fund was up um and it's been an awesome journey in in in, in about uh five months you know we've completed uh 16 investments about to be 17 today signing some documents and and uh, could not be happier with the portfolio set and what we're seeing uh next year will be our first full year of deploying and and Brendan and i cannot wait for january 1st because um that that's going to be the the, the, the year of 2 a.m. Is, is what we'll call it. Mm. Uh, tell us a bit more about uh, the thesis. Uh, what are some of the most important uh, uh, pillars uh, around which uh, you've built your thesis? What do you see from your vantage position uh, in India? Yeah, uh, I'll field this and then Brendan will, will top it off. Um, so, you know, what we're noticing is... Um, specifically a, a massive uptick in top tier Indian talent that's staying in India. And a lot of it has to do with investors uh, deploying large amounts of capital in the subcontinent. Um, it's not as if cost of living has substantially changed uh, throughout India. Uh, things obviously are a little bit more expensive. Comparatively, it's remained relatively consistent. So when you're talking about you know, investors investing hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars into early stage founders, uh, these are life-changing sums of money uh, for, for these individuals to, to go ahead and build businesses around. Uh, so so when, you, when you see talent, right? And, and, and honestly, in, in the early stage, everything is so people-oriented. It's who are you investing in, right? That's the number one question. Is this a quality individual? And, uh, you know, historically, um, the large amounts of quality in Indians, uh, they actually left. It didn't make sense to stay in India. Opportunities weren't as abundant. And so, you know, they would leave and go to Canada or the U.S. or, or Europe and, 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 and build businesses there. And, and you see it across the board. I mean, it's, you know, two of the largest companies in the world, Microsoft and, and Google, are, 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 are currently uh, run by, by Indians, not, not Indian Americans like myself. These are Indians from India. And uh, it's not uh, too far to believe the next Satya Nadella or next Sundar Pichai will stay home in India. And, and that those types of talents building in India for India, uh, we want to be a part of those stories. Um, so, so when you have an immense talent pool staying home, you couple that with uh, a market that's catching up, slowly but catching up, uh, the opportunity is just huge, um, specifically with young people, and 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 that's a big part of the thesis. And uh, Brendan can add more here, but but that, that's it in a crux. Yeah, no, I think you did. I don't think there's anything much more to add. I think you've nailed that, Herschel. Um, uh, yeah, I'll leave it at that. From your website, I saw that you've uh, already invested in uh, some fintech startups. I think I also uh, saw some healthcare-related startups. Uh, which are some of the sectors that you find promising in India and, and why? Yeah, um, you know, it's my two cents in industries that I think um, will flourish or just growing in general, like, you know, as fintech, um, I think just with the rise of, uh, you know, UPI and just how uh, Gen Zers are now adopting uh, to more digital products and, and fintech products, I think just fintech in general is, is growing dramatically. Um, we're very excited about that space specifically. Um, and then, you know, we're also really excited about, um, 
you know, I'm, I'm very bullish on ed tech as well, too. I think that there is ed tech has been saturated to some degree in India, at least as from my perspective, but I think that there's still so much room to grow. And I think that there's a lot of amazing founders that are building in the ed tech space and, um, you know, very excited about that space specifically. Um, and then I'll let Herschel speak about his, uh, other favorite industries. But I think that in general, there's, we're seeing a lot of trends that are happening in India that happened, you know, four or five years ago in the U S uh, one specifically around like, e you know, e-commerce, uh, I think e-commerce is growing dramatically in India. I think that with more capital, um, be flowed into the, into the markets and just, you know, people, uh, especially like, you know, as an example, engineers, um, getting paid, uh, more in, in compensation, uh, have more like, you know, income to, to buy things and have more, uh, purchased power and stuff like that. So very bullish on the e-commerce space as well. Uh, and to further touch on that, Hari, um, FinTech in India is, um, it's an inevitable, um, it's an inevitable revolution. When you're talking about this the smartphone penetration and, you know, India is a consumption market. You're, you're looking at a country with the third largest purchase power parity. So generally speaking, what Indians make, they tend to spend. Uh, it, it, there's also a saving economy, um, which is rapidly changing uh, into more credit based. But uh, generally, when you have electronic transactions that are becoming the norm at this pace, uh, fintech in general is very appealing specifically on transaction side. So we, we do look for, for, for companies that, that are on payments, uh, payments. It's inevitable that the payments becomes huge, huge business as it is here in the U S uh, the, the power of square, uh, in the last, you know, five years can, can't be, uh, denied. Uh, you, you just, you, you know, that electronic, uh, payments are, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be ubiquitous. It's, 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 it's uh, the cash will, will slowly. Uh, uh, digitize um, uh, over the next 10 years. And then once that happens, then, then anybody that's in that space is uh, set to capitalize uh, very quickly. Um, other things that, that we, we like, uh, you know, Brendan touched on e-commerce. We're just currently at the tip of the iceberg. A lot of e-commerce has to do with trust. If I click this button and I pay for this, is it going to come? Um, what, that trust is growing rapidly. And then as it continues to, to, to grow specifically with young people, uh, e-commerce is, is an obvious play. And then, um, lastly, you know, uh, things around just consumer tech in general, fitness, wellness, um, you know, young people gravitate towards their own health and their own well-being. Uh, specifically when young people have more buying power and are starting to become breadwinners within their family, um, health is wealth. And so you know, more people that kind of transition into more middle class, upper middle class, uh, even upper class types of lifestyles will lean into, uh, wellness and, and health as well. So those types of consumer, uh, opportunities are, are, are pretty appealing to us as well. The other thing that we want to take a big position on is, um, specifically B2B, but B2B focusing on startup needs. See in the U S uh, back in 2015. If you had a company that, that said, Hey, we're targeting startups as our target market. We want to sell to startups in the U S uh, we would have said, Hey, that market is too small. It wasn't developed yet. 
Um, and, 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 but, but today, um, the startup market itself is massive and we're seeing a similar trend in India. So, um, those are the types of at least enterprise or B2B plays were very uh, appealing to us. Those that are targeting new companies that have new needs that want to move fast. Uh, th these are all uh, appealing to us. Okay. Uh, you call out, uh, the talent in India and about how high quality, more of the high quality talent is now staying back in India. Uh, what are some of the other uh, characteristics of the Indian startup ecosystem uh, that you see today, which you like? I think uh, one thing that I, that Herschel mentioned that I, it reminded me of Palo Alto when I first moved there. But what I'm seeing is that I'm seeing a lot of young founders take risk and I'm seeing a lot of uh, early, you know, employees or founding members uh, join um, founders that are very passionate and mission driven. And um, we feel like this is just the era for people who want to start a business uh, and build technology. Now is now is the time. There's no better time to do that. And um, we're just seeing a lot of maturity and founders that want to win and build 24 seven. And it's a beautiful thing to see and a beautiful thing to fund because, um, they believe so much into, into what they're building. And it's like, they're meant on this earth to build this. And, um, you know, I think that, that there, it reminded me when I moved to Silicon Valley in 2011, where it was the rise of social, where everybody wanted to build some sort of social app or just everybody just locked themselves in their house and started building. And it was great. And a lot of good businesses came out of that. Um, so that's what, that's what I see. And that's what I really can relate with founders too, is like, um, just seeing that there's just a will. Uh, and an urgency and, and a motivation to win. Um, yeah. Even on the investor front, you're seeing a lot of angels uh, enter as well. So th these are individuals that uh, have any kind of knowledge around, you know, building a business or, or, you know, have specific contacts that can help founders scale. Um, and so when the ecosystem starts participating at this rate, it's not just us. Uh, we have a lot of individuals that are coming into the fold that are truly, you know, ch you know, changing the game when it comes to uh, what these founders can do. Uh, in, in reality, you are only as strong as your network. And when we see these startup networks uh, really take off, this is a, an amazing time. Um, you can surround yourself with, with incredible people that can move needles. And um, the the ecosystem has hasn't been this robust uh, in a very long time. I you know I, I just got off the phone with one of uh, our LPs who who's a who's a he's, he's European descent uh, living in Asia and 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 specifically finding Indian startups in the uh, crypto and decentralized finance space. His knowledge around the crypto ecosystem is unmatched. And the fact that he's focusing on Indian founders, uh, individual like that can, can change people's lives, um, in just in terms of a, a single conversation or two, three intros. So, uh, it, it's, 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 it's actually a network effect that's happening. That it's, it's very special and, and the timing just feels, uh, correct. And we can be happier to be a part of it. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, just a few weeks back, uh, 
uh, an Indian scientist who works out of Europe contacted me and wanted to get in touch with a, a deep tech VC investor in Bangalore for a space tech startup that she's joined out of Europe. So it's pretty amazing sitting in Bangalore, the kind of things that are happening. Uh, you know, uh, to Brendan's point about uh, young people uh, taking more risk out of India uh, today, uh, as you know, there was a time when Indian startups were seen to be uh, more of uh, copies of something that had already, you know, seen to have worked in the US or maybe sometimes in China. Do you see today uh, aspiring founders coming to you with more original ideas? Yes, uh, totally. I think that, um, no, you, you definitely have um, founders that see business models that work in other areas and try to make replicate that um, in India, which I think, um, I think that's good. I think that's healthy. Um, and I think that there's businesses that can work from that perspective. But over the last, um, you know, X amount of months of, of doing 2AM, we're seeing founders build original, you know, original ideas, um, you know, really identifying pain points that Indians are having and, and building technology around that, that, you know, do not exist uh, really, you know, anywhere else in the world. Um, so a lot of everything is like grassroots. Um, I don't think that, uh, it's like I said, necessarily bad to, to see a business model that works and essentially replicate it. Um, you know, for an example, um, you know, the business that I started was, it was like overarching in the on-demand space, uh, pretty similar to like an Uber or a Lyft or an Instacart. We just built it in a different niche. Um, we're seeing founders like take maybe bits and pieces of, of business models or, or niches, um, and then kind of having their own twist around it. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, a it's, what's great is that I think founders are, they're building what they believe in and what they want to exist in the world. Um, and I think that's a really good trend. Okay, excellent. Uh, in the interest of time, we'll have to stop this conversation here. Uh, Harshal, uh, Brendan, thanks again for making time for this. And I definitely hope uh, that we can keep the conversation going. Yes, thank you so much for the, uh, the opportunity. And it was a pleasure speaking and uh, learning more. That was Harshal Mehta and Brendan Rogers. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Thank you for listening.